2: Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn.
1: Can't wait! People can say you should have gone out of bounds or should have slid, but I mean, it was a non contact injury. The guy didn't tackle me. You know, if the guy hit me and I got injured, that's one thing, but. You know, if I can't even run kind of without getting hurt, you
2: know, what am I doing? So I got to take care of myself and put myself in a better situation there. And, you
1: know, sometimes unfortunate stuff like that just happens. Seems to always happen with the New York Jets. That was Zach Wilson on Wednesday. The Jets injury situation has actually gotten worse since then. What a way to start a new NFL season. We're breaking it all down here. On the Can't Wait podcast, Tim McMaster along with Zach Rosenblatt and Marissa Dunn. Uh, We're going to talk about Zach Wilson. We're going to talk about Dwayne Brown, the newer injury news that is uh, not good heading into week number one. Uh, The Ravens, Joe Flacco goes against his old team. We got predictions for the season. We have over-unders for the Jets season. And we're very excited to have a new listener participation segment that we're going to kick off Kind of this week. Soft launch on the listener participation this week. But we're excited about it. We'll talk about that later on in the show. First off, Marissa, Zach, are you excited for real football? It starts tonight. It starts maybe by the time we're done this podcast. We may have to get off early for kickoff for the Thursday night game. Mercy, Mercy, you go ahead. You go first.
0: I mean, I'm so excited. Like, I feel like there's been so... I mean, every year I feel like we say the same thing. There's so much anticipation and lead up into week one. But, I mean, this is going to be a great game, Bills and Rams. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. What about you guys?
2: I'm I'm tired of just, you know, making crap up and, you know, trying to look ahead and, you know, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. None of us know anything uh, until the games (laughs) start. So... Ex- he
0: sounds like a seasoned uh, veteran <laughs> Jets reporter at this I'm point. I'm just a bitter
2: reporter already. I'm only like, you know, like six years into covering the NFL or whatever. It and is. only
0: like a few months into covering <laughs> yeah. the Jets. Yeah, and I'm
2: just like, ah, oh, I'm done already. I'm done. <laughs> By the way, on, on, I noticed on that video, um, I was in like, I was, I was like in the kind of in the back left, and I realized I was kind of blending in with the background with the color of my shirt. <laughs> I did not realize I was wearing a green that like blended in with the Jets colors. <laughs> Camouflage. It made me laugh. Yeah, but yeah, I'm very excited.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you make a good point, though, because of the way preseason works now with none of the starters playing. I mean, we know who the elite teams are, right? Going into the year, we have a good idea of who the really bad teams are, but there's a giant mass of teams in the middle that, because you don't really get to see anyone in the preseason, we won't know until this week and next week, I think, who's actually pretty good, or is taking a jump forward, or is taking a step backwards. It's all part of the fun of kicking off a new NFL season. Uh, let's get down to the Jets, and we're going to start with the Dwayne Brown news, which uh, mispractice Wednesday, mispractice Thursday, being evaluated with a shoulder injury. Zach, I guess the first thing is, like, what is the, the latest news beyond that? And then we can get into the options for this Jets team if he can't go on Sunday. Yeah, uh,
2: it kind of came out of nowhere. He he popped up on the injury report on Wednesday uh, with a shoulder injury. He didn't practice Wednesday. And then, so I was, I was you know, I I was telling you guys this before uh, we started recording. I, I, I'm working on like a long story and I decided I was going to finish writing it today. Uh, and so I didn't go to availability. And I knew that would be a mistake because something would happen. <laughs> of course, Robert Sala comes over and like tells the media um, that they're evaluating Dwayne Brown's shoulder. I, it's not good. This is not... Good. Like, I, I can't imagine this is a situation where he's going to play on Sunday unless he practices tomorrow. Out of nowhere, I guess. um We don't know the severity yet. I we're going to talk to Salah like officially and at a press conference for the first time tomorrow. We hope he's done with the gamesmanship thing after all the Zach Wilson stuff. um <laughs> So I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm concerned. I would say, and and you know, I, we're going to be we're going to be doing the week by week stuff, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I was like prepared to come on here and like make a bold prediction for week one. And now I'm not as <laughs> willing to do that. If Dwayne Brown is not playing at left tackle. <laughs> um, and, and you know, this, this kind of goes back to the original thing that we talked about when Makai got hurt slash when they signed Dwayne Brown is that they needed better depth anyway. Like that's why they were looking at Dwayne Brown before Makai got hurt. And then they signed him to replace Makai. And now Dwayne Brown's hurt. So now they're either going to have to turn to, you know, that you're probably going to wind up if it's a long-term thing, or if it's more than one week, you're probably going to see George Fant go back to left tackle, so he's going. You know, I, I was thinking, made me think of the scene in in the office where uh, where Michael Scott keeps going the snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you think a poor guy keeps getting yanked around, and then then that right tackle that that would mean you're either going to have Connor McDermott, which you know has fans like outraged at that possibility, or Max Mitchell, who's a fourth round rookie who they're high on, and I think his look they liked how he looked in training camp, but they've all been saying that. This is a developmental year for him. Like they don't want to be throwing him out there, so um, it's not ideal. Especially you go against a Ravens defense that you know, even if on paper it doesn't seem like as good as years past. Like it, they, they always find a way to become good and have pass rushers that can get to the quarterback. And if Connor McDermott's at right tackle, then they're going to make everybody look good. So um, I'm I'm definitely concerned about the Dwayne Brown thing, and uh, this is not ideal to happen right before Week One.
1: Is there a world where they're like, you know what, we've we've moved? George Fant around enough. Like, let's just leave him on the right side, and then start Connor McDermott or Max Mitchell. I mean, is there a world where that's possible? I, I guess. I mean, I, again, I,
2: I, I think it depends a little bit on, uh, like if this is a one-week injury or if it's more than that. Because, right. I, I like as much as they they can they say that you know George Fant's curse is that he can play both positions. Even George Fant has said it's not that easy to just keep going back and forth. So. Um, I, I think if they think Dwayne Brown's going to be back soon, then you keep George fan at right. Tack- I mean, it's not ideal because the left tackle is the blind side for a slow quarterback and Joe Flacco, but you know, another option that I, I don't think they'll do this. It makes sense to a degree. If Dwayne Brown's out for a while, Elijah Vera Tucker has some experience at, at tackle from college. And I think they have a better backup situation at guard with Nate Herbig. Uh, so you could put AVT at left tackle and put Herbig in at right guard in theory, like and then you're just moving a lot of things around. I don't think they want to do that. But if you want the five best offensive linemen you have out there, I think that would be an option. Maybe they'll try and sign another veteran in free agency. There's not any good ones left. Um, it, it's just not ideal, especially if it's the offensive line already. I had a lot of questions about how they were going to look at the beginning of the year because these guys haven't really played that much together because uh, a lot of them have been injured or you know Dwayne Brown came in late. So um, it's it's very concerning, especially because the offense has a lot of question marks at quarterback right now
0: not to put you on the spot, but we do have a lot of comments in the chat. Should mm. uh, they have addressed this earlier in the draft? Is it too early to say, but uh, that's, that's the vibe I'm getting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people, have a lot of people have been saying that. And I, I get the argument. They, I think just in general, whether it was in the draft or earlier in free agency, they made a, this, if Joe Douglas made a mistake this off season, off season, it was not getting a better tackle, like a third tackle or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I, I I still think Sauce Gardner was the right pick at four. Uh, they picked the best player. Maybe they could have picked an offensive lineman with one of their other two first-round picks, whether it was trading back in for Jermaine instead of Jermaine or, um, you know, instead of a wide receiver in the top ten. Um, but I I, I I do think it's a little early to say that right now. It obviously doesn't look good. This, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, everything's done this season. We don't know the severity of Brown's injury. I get why fans are angry about the offensive line thing, but um, I'm, I'm not ready to declare it, like, in a bad move to not draft an offensive lineman in the first round. Maybe they should have picked one in the second round or third round or something. But
1: Yeah, we will see. And, and certainly the, the comments are going to to continue to build the, the longer he's out. Maybe he's not out for long. Shoulder injury, though, offensive lineman, uh, definitely concerning. Need, need to get those arms out. Need that full strength in your shoulder. All right, let's switch to the other injury, the one that's been going for a while. That is Zach Wilson. We heard him off the top talking about how he's going to play when he gets back, and we'll get into that. But first, the drama around Zach this week, speaking of Robert Sala, uh, comes out on Monday, says, oh, you know, we're not sure. Maybe maybe he's going to be able to play week one. Then on Wednesday, he's out till week four. We always knew he was going to be out till week four. Now, I'll say this, Zach. I'm someone who thought going into the week that they shouldn't say, they shouldn't announce who was going to be the starting quarterback until as late as they possibly could, just because then the Ravens have to, in theory, prepare for two very different quarterbacks. Um, it seems like the Jets kind of tried to do that, but the fan base just will have you know, the, the the media, the fan base in New York will have none of that.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, uh, it ultimately just comes down to messaging. I, I think Salah had the right idea, but the, the mistake he made was on Monday, I think like somebody asked him, so are you saying it's possible that Zach Wilson can play in week one? And he said possible. And everybody latched onto that. And they knew on Monday he wasn't playing in week one. Like it, they were, they were doing games on champ. Like everything I heard, like they knew on that day um, that he probably wasn't going to play week one and that he probably wasn't going to play in week two either. Um, and so then Salah says that it gets everybody going crazy. You know, there's both the people that are wondering if they're bringing him back too early or there's, the other side of it that are getting very excited that Zach Wilson might be back and all right, we're, we're, we're good. Um, and so Salah just, you know, between Monday and Wednesday decided he was, you know, he maybe made a mistake in the way that he messaged that on Monday. And he came out and was like brutally, brutally honest in a way that, you know, was kind of surprising. Like a lot of coaches would have played it out until the end of the week. He came out on Wednesday said he's out until week four. Like they could have done a week to week thing. They could have, you know, yeah. a lot of coaches do that. Most coaches do that in the NFL, honestly. Um, and so, if he if he didn't do it the way he did on Monday, I think people would be, you know, praising him a little bit more on Wednesday for like being so honest about it and not playing the game. Um, but because of the way things went like, yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, I think you could also argue. I mean, they're not thinking like this. This is more us. But um, like, is it really were the were the Ravens really like shaking in their boots about the possibility of Zach Wilson on like three days of practice starting into him? Like or does, if Joe Flacco's there, does that really matter either? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's just another case of bad messaging from the jets. Like everything's fine behind the scenes injury wise. Like there was no setbacks, um, by all accounts, his rehabs going well, he only just started throwing and running. So he obviously was never playing this week. Um, they want him hundred percent and not like questioning whether his knees is bothering him or whatever. So, um, I imagine he'll play week four unless, you know, things don't go according to plan. It's not, not a reason to panic. I understand why fans are upset with this whole saga, but um, Joe Flacco is always going to
1: start in the beginning. It brings up a good point, though. You said the messaging, and it's, it's amazing how often this team yeah. does this for different top. And you get to the point now where, like, I feel like this is a, a front office that's pretty well put together as far as what they're doing with talent evaluation, yada, yada, yada. Joe Douglas uh, and Robert Sala. You know, great motivator, clearly has the ear of this team, um, usually says a lot of good things. But then even he just kind of has these slip ups that yeah, I think of other teams. um, You think of like a Bill Belichick team, right? There's no way you find out about the quarterback situation with the Patriots until the last possible moment, because everything's a secret and it doesn't become this weird mess that it did with the Jets. It's just it's amazing how they managed to do this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think with Salah, I, I think a lot of times he shoots from the hip when he's out there at the podium, yeah. um, which is great he, for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, with injury stuff, you almost for, <laughs> for his sake, for our sake, like in a lot of, like he's, he's also an eternal optimist. So he's always going to, he said that he's like, you know, he, he he got into trouble with the Beckton thing because of that. Um, And then when Zach Wilson got hurt later that week, he's like, I'm not going to do that again. And then I think you kind of, have seen him do it again. Like, I, And I get, I get <laughs> where he's coming from and it's, And he's he's great at the podium. Like I've covered coaches that are not good at the podium. And he'll answer questions. He's usually pretty honest with as honest as he can be. Um, But I I I think with like this stuff, like it's just not worth like the what's what's happening right now. Like it's not worth the risk of this happening ultimately. And so um, they would have been better off even if he had just been playing playing coy all week instead of saying you know maybe he'll play this week. I don't know. It's it's all about wording messaging, like you said. And the Jets always seem to be on the wrong side of the wording in the messaging.
1: Yeah, like, we don't know is a really easy answer, right? Yeah. Like, at yeah. this point in the week, we don't know. As a meeting <laughs> member, I
2: shouldn't be saying, don't say, like, tell me, we, I don't know. But, right. you know, for their sake, it'll probably be better if they do that.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, we still got lots to get to. Uh, predictions, uh, listener participation, uh, over-unders, and a Ravens preview. All of that when we come back from this break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? All right, let's get into the game itself. Week one, Ravens preview. The Ravens last year, people, I feel like people assume like, oh, the Ravens, they're always good. Last year, the Ravens weren't great. They went eight and nine, but they are expected to be better this year. Um, The storyline that if you kind of look around the non-New York web of this game, especially in Baltimore, so many stories about Flacco versus Lamar. It's a big deal, obviously. Uh, You know, Flacco was the guy there for a decade. Lamar Jackson drafted. Flacco ends up getting banged up there pretty early on. And I think the switch to Jackson actually happened quicker than they initially thought it would. By all accounts, the transition actually went well. Our our own Ravens writer on The Athletic, if you check out the story, has a, a great story out today about how a transition, which could have been incredibly awkward, went incredibly smoothly. And he gives credit to kind of both of these guys and talked to a lot of players who were on the team back then a few years ago. In New York nobody cares that these guys were teammates a few years ago. Um but I wonder Beyond the quarterbacks, just thinking about Joe Flacco going against the Ravens for the first time, you know, this is the team that he won a Super Bowl with. He was the MVP of that Super Bowl. He was there for so long. It's got to be in some way emotional for him, for a guy who doesn't always come off as very emotional. Zach, it's got to be some emotions that he's going to be feeling come Sunday. Yeah, you know, it's funny, um, like during training camp, after Zach
2: Wilson had gotten hurt, like the possibility that he would be starting against the Ravens came up and he's like, He's like, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to think that far ahead. But, you know, he, he then he recalled like a memory of when he played with Steve Smith in Baltimore and they were going against Carolina uh, one week and Carolina had dumped him. And Steve Smith in the media was saying, like, I don't I don't care about that. I don't care about that. And then behind the scenes, like that's all he cared about. So he's like, like we can pretend like it's not going to be on my mind. It will be. And then and then we get to, when we talk to him on Wednesday and he pretty much like, ah, you know, it's just another game in the end. Uh, so he kind of like did exactly what he said uh he kind of told us ahead of time that he he was going to care about it kind of thing. Um and you know like you said it, it wasn't it could have been more awkward. I think you know maybe like between Lamar and Joe Flacco like I'm not not sure they were like you know the best of buds when it was going on and Joe, there there's always all this stuff with Joe about how he doesn't want to be anybody's mentor. So I don't know if they those guys were like hanging out or anything like that. Um and then they traded Flacco the next year which was expected because they drafted Lamar early and his career kind of fizzled out in a way. I mean he's still a starter at 37 so maybe it hasn't fizzled out but um yeah i I think there's gonna be some motivation for him uh not any more than he needed anyway as a guy who's been doubted for less you know five six seven eight years however long it's been since he's been good um so yeah i mean it's 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 it just yeah then it works out like this a lot with the nfl where the the first game somehow always like the the browns panthers won like i don't think baker mayfield was on panthers yet when the schedule came out right so um it's like, it's funny how stuff like Joe Flacco against the Ravens, like who the, he happens to start week one and then the week one happens to be against the Ravens. It's just wild how the universe works sometimes and the NFL loves it, how they're able to just like luck into stuff like that. Cause I don't know if there'd be as much interest in a Jets Ravens game if not for the for this whole element. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting. I, th- I think, I mean, we're, we're gonna get into like predictions and all that stuff. Um, but I, I legit think they, Dwayne Brown thing aside, like, I, I've been thinking they could be competitive in this game, like, legitimately. I Like, the Ravens have a new defense, new defensive coordinator. Lamar has this whole contract thing. He, like, gave them a Friday deadline for his new contract. The, the offense hasn't, like, practiced very much together in the preseason. I think they might be without their left tackle. Um, like, the run, J.K. Dobbins might not play. The receivers have gotten worse. Like, it, I'm not saying the Jets are better than the Ravens or that they're going to beat them. But, like, I, Joe Flacco can run the Jets' offense if he doesn't turn the ball over like they they can at least be competitive in this game.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think that's what you want all season. I think that's yeah. going to be the key. We're going to talk about a lot is like, let's just be competitive, right? Moral victory. Yeah. yeah, you got to win. <laughs> They're going to win a certain amount, but like being in all of them is big. The fascinating thing about Flacco is like, you think about Baltimore and a guy that was the MVP of a Super Bowl and was a quarterback for a team for 10 years. And yet you still feel like, He never got the credit because that defense was the reason they won the Super Bowl, even though he was the MVP of the game. Uh, And the defense was always great. And the last few years he was there, the team actually wasn't good. Feels like from the day he was drafted until he left, even though he was the guy for 10 years and won a Super Bowl, he was never really respected. It would be fascinating to me to see what reaction he would have gotten in this game if it had been in Baltimore instead of Mm -hmm. New York. Right? A like, great, if, that is a great point. Because Then you would have seen the crowd reaction and all that stuff. And I feel like it would have been warm because it's been a while. Yeah. And you do remember that this guy, hey, he won a Super Bowl. Like we won a Super Bowl. This guy was the quarterback and they're good now. So no reason not to give him a big cheer. All right. You mentioned Flacco running this offense. And this Ravens defense was fascinating a year ago. Uh, they were number one in the NFL against the run and number 32 against the pass dead last against the Crazy. pass um so when you look at that and this is a Jets team that obviously has more weapons than it had you'd love to see Brees Hall get off to a, a nice start to his career but when you look at that you look at the way this team is on paper I know they were banged up at times last year but the Jets are going to have to throw the ball well to win this game I would think oh uh, yeah absolutely I'm a big part of that, the
2: secondary last year, I think they lost Marcus Peters like early in the year, in the season for the year. I think those Marlon Humphrey injuries, like they had a crazy amount of injuries. Um, so I think their secondary will be a lot more intimidating now, but yeah, they the passing game needs to get going. It didn't look very good in Flacco's uh series in the preseason. There's, there's a lot of new pieces. You have the two tight ends, you have uh Garrett Wilson. Joe Flacco's gotten more time with them than uh, um, than Zach Wilson did. Um, and I think this offense can get moving better than it has showed in the preseason. But um yeah, you know, I, if, if they don't, if they don't get some things going, I think you're going to know pretty early how, how this offense is going to play. If they come out and they just go three and out, or they turn the ball over early, then it might be a long day. If they can come out and m- make some movement, maybe get a field goal or something like that. it you'll, you'll feel a little better about that. Cause like I said, I think, I think this Ravens defense on looks beatable for a week one, especially because they're doing a new scheme. Wink Martindale's not there anymore. I don't know if they're gonna be blitzing as much as they used to. Um, so I'm very curious to see how they look. I, I mean, part maybe they have an advantage in the, in the way that the the Jets have really no idea how they're going to attack them. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think Michael Ford's a, a talented offensive play caller, and I, I think he's going to put the Jets in the position to make some plays and score. It's just a matter of Joe Flacco can get them up the field or if he's getting pressure on every play.
1: Ravens also drafted Kyle Hamilton. I, I That escaped me too for a minute to help out that secondary, obviously, you know, first round pick. Um, that would be interesting. You would think even if they're thinking like, maybe we're not going to blitz as much this year, man, with Dwayne Brown out, if he is, <laughs> they should probably blitz a lot. Um, all right, let's look at the other side of the ball. And the Ravens um, were a team that that obviously runs the ball exceptionally well. They were third in the NFL last year. They didn't pass it as well. But that's what you get with, Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, right? You have the talented running backs plus the quarterback who can run for 100 yards in a game if, you know, if things go right. So how do the Jets and the way this defense is built up front, how do they prepare for dealing with him um, and his movement at the quarterback position? Well, even beyond
2: Lamar, like one of the biggest talking points this whole offseason was Salah admitting how bad the run defense was for the Jets last year. Like it was brutal. I, I just pulled it up. They gave up 138 rushing yards a game last year, which was fourth worst in the league. Um, I mean, it, it should be better. Defensive line is is better on paper. Their linebackers should be a little better. They're better on the back end, but they're really going to be put to the test with Lamar. Like even if JK Dobbins isn't playing, you know, and the other, Ravens other running backs are like Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake. Like it's not like the most daunting group, but they just are very well coached offensively by Greg Roman. And their their running game is always working. And when you have Lamar it kind of just opens up lanes for everybody. So, I'm I'm concerned about their ability to stop that rushing attack. I'm um, I, I'm high on this Jets defense. I think the talent is talent level is being underrated by people right now. Uh, if they're healthy, I, I think this group could be pretty good. Uh, so I am curious to see, like even if Lamar has some rust from not really like even working that much with the offense this offseason, all the contract stuff and his distractions. Talent wise, like he's unparalleled. So it's going to be a challenge, but I I think the rate, not the Raiders, the Jets can do a good job against him.
1: Yeah, it'll be uh, if you had to pick one spot um, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but if you had to pick one spot where a position battle in this game, whether it's someone on Jets offense versus Ravens defender or vice versa, that's kind of a key in your mind. Who, where is it on Jets offense to Ravens defense? You said uh, either way, either Jets offense, Ravens defense or Jets defense Ravens offense, just a key position battle. I'll, I'll give you one, uh, Mark, Mark Andrews, the Ravens tight end and
2: whoever's covering him, whether that's Jordan Whitehead or, uh, the linebackers or whatever, he, he's their number one receiver. He's arguably the best tight end in the league, if not the best second best behind, uh, Travis Kelsey. So it, the, the jets are undersized at safety, which makes it a challenge for a guy like Mark Andrews to stop him. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they defend him. Lamar Mark can find him, you know, when they do those RPOs and the RPOs that include the passing option, like it, Andrews is going to be a challenge for this defense. And so if if they don't contain him, it's going to be a long
1: day. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, we're going to take another break when we come back. Season predictions, over-unders, and we're going to get some listeners involved. Let's go. All right. Zach has been replaced this by, is I guess, the prediction dog. No, it just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, Zach, introduce the pup. This,
2: this is, is Maggie. My, uh,
1: this is this is my homie. I rescued <laughs> her when we lived in Arizona.
2: She was two and we moved across country together. Um, and so cute. And she always wants to decide she wants oh, to go on walks right when I start doing stuff like podcasts. <laughs> of course. How old is she? She is nine now. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Okay, Everybody. well, that that we need to have a dog segment uh, going forward for sure. <laughs> I, I, can have, I can cute. have
2: I can have I can have her start like making predictions, like have put like treats next to something yes. or something like that. Yeah. Yes.
0: They'll probably be better than our prediction. Oh yeah. Oh, so. for sure.
1: is going to be crap. So. <laughs> very dog-friendly podcast always here. If you're listening and not watching, we all just get to meet uh Zach's dog, very cute. Uh, You know, we all, the other thing we haven't done yet before we get into our predictions is what's up with the hat this week? What's the, uh, it's our hat segment. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, should we call it Zach's hats? Blatt's hats, nope. I, I don't know. Oh, Blatt's <laughs> no. hats. Blatt's, hats. Like Blatt's yeah. hats, yeah. This
2: yeah. is from Cape May Brewery in Cape May, New Jersey. Um, they make, I mean, no, no free ads, but it's a, they make some great stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I started going to Cape May like two years ago. I just kind of went down and I like fell in love with that. It's like my favorite short town now. So I, I went down there with Maggie, just me and her. We like got a, a house for like f- like four days this summer. I found an Airbnb and went to Cape May. They have great beach, great restaurants, great brewery. So that's, that's right. Awesome. Yeah, Cape,
1: yeah, Cape May is awesome. Yeah, uh, it's just different than anywhere else on the shore with the exactly houses. So much different. The, Clean, cleaner beach. Yeah. yeah. Cleaner beach, the B&B. We actually went there once, um, stayed at a, one of the bed and breakfasts because... It is pricey down there. We went in like yeah. April, um, yeah. just had like a quiet weekend. We obviously didn't spend a lot of time on the beach. It was like, yeah, yeah. unseasonably freezing for <laughs> April. Um, but it was still it's an awesome town. Yeah. To uh, hang out. in. All right. There, there's your uh, tourism plug for <laughs> to come May. Up with like a black. Gra- are going to have to get like a graphic or something. Yes. For this, right? Oh, I'm on it. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> All right. Let's do uh, let's do over unders first. Then we'll do jet schedule, and then we'll finish up with uh, our picks for the week. So uh, all three of us are going to do over-unders. So, But this can be pretty rapid fire, I think. Um, A quick thought on why, but um, let's start here. Over-under, Zach Wilson, 10 and a half starts. I am going to say – I'm going to be optimistic here. I will say over. I think maybe he does miss one more – or he doesn't play – 14 after these three, he's probably going to miss. But I think over 10 and a half. He won't miss a major injury here. So you said over under 10 and a half. So that would mean he could only miss a few more games.
2: I'll say over. And I'll say he plays like 11 or 12 games. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say over too because yeah. um, I think Jets fans, like if I said under. Ooh, that would. <laughs> <laughs> that would and I'm be already good. having
1: like regret at line setting. I feel like I should have made it like 11 and a half, 12. Anyway, it's 10 and a half. We all go over. Um. All right, we're sticking with Zach for one more. Zach Wilson, 15 touchdowns. I'm gonna say under. Under. Okay. I guess he had less.
2: What did he have last year? It was it was like nine. Nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen.
2: You know, man. I'm gonna say over. I'm. I'm not. I'm not as. I'm usually not an optimistic person. But I know
1: it seems like it right now.
0: I'm gonna go over too. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. be. I'm gonna be optimistic here. I feel <laughs> like September 15 8. is
1: is a reasonable number if he plays. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Obviously, if he plays 13 I mean, games, like
0: right, he should be. Let's hope, 15 touchdowns. Right? Yeah. yeah. If
2: he can't,
1: can't be 15, <laughs> 15 touchdowns, then they have a problem. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next one. We're staying on the offense for the first half. Then we'll move on to the defense. Brees Hall, 1100 total yards, uh, not just rushing yards, but total yards from scrimmage. Brees Hall, 1100. I'm going to go under.
0: Yeah, I think under too.
1: No, I'm
2: going to I'm going to go over. I'm not going to do this for every single one. I Optimistic Zach. <laughs> I, I I just think he's uh like by the second half of the season he's going to be like just really going off,
1: I think, so.
0: Exactly like about he... positive Kano, so he's
1: trying to. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If oh, he God. if he goes over 1100 total, I mean, he's definitely right in the rookie of the year totally, discussion. Totally, yeah. I would imagine. If he's there. Um, all right. Elijah Moore, six and a half touchdown catches. I will be optimistic on this, but I'll say over. Last year he had five. Uh, they all came kind of late in the year as he kind of figured it out in the last month. Uh so six and a half for Elijah Moore. I say over. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say he has like a lot of yards, but he they have a lot of they have these tight ends now. They have some running backs like he gets
1: poached when they get in the red zone kind of thing.
0: I'm gonna say over too.
1: Have you said over on every one of these, Marissa? No, what?
0: I said under on Brees oh, Hall. Oh, that's right. You did Brees yeah, yeah. Come I on, Tim.
1: Over. All right, There's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. Get one more on the offense. Garrett Wilson, 750 receiving yards. I'm gonna say under. I just think rookie receivers, it's just tough. And plus, this team actually has a good receiving core now. So uh, I'll say under 750. Yeah, yeah, I'll say I'll say under two.
0: All right, Agreed. we're all in agreement all right. on wow. that.
1: Wow. All right, we had a little. Yeah. Little disagreements along the way. All right. Let's switch over to the defense. Sauce Gardner, three and a half interceptions. I will say over. It's interesting because, like, the poor guy, like, nobody threw his way in college, right? For like two (laughs) seasons, nobody, they didn't even look his way. And now you would think rookie in the NFL, even if he was a high draft pick, he's going to get the opportunities, I would imagine. So I think over three and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say over two, especially if DJ Reed's healthy, then um you'd think they go after the rookie. We'll we'll find out, I guess, but
1: yeah. Uh Carl Lawson, eight and a half sacks, which is actually right. He actually has a career high of eight and a half. So this one was a an easy one to go. Does he uh does he go over or under his career high? What what, what was the number again? I'm sorry. Eight, eight and half. a half. Eight and a half, which was actually his rookie. I think it was his rookie season with Cincinnati. He had eight and a half. Never got back to that number. I'm I'm going to say under, but I, I still think he's going to have like a season where
2: he has a lot of QB hits and, and pressures. Um, I I know this is this is not a topic here, but I my bold my bold prediction is I think uh, Bryce Huff uh, sneakily gets closer to ten sacks because I think he he's going to he's going to be in there in a lot of passing downs, and I'm I'm
1: very high on him. So. All right. That's like a sub over under. We yeah, grow exactly. in here. Zach says Bryce Huff, close to 10. Uh, and then last one, uh, stand on the D-line. Quinn and Williams, seven and a half sacks. His career high is seven.
0: I'm going to go under.
1: I'll say over. I say he gets eight sacks. Okay. I think over, too. I think he's going to – I think this is finally – I feel like we've been saying this forever. And he, not to <laughs> – not to sell him short, he's been very good, but like, yeah, 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 he's ready for that breakout year, right, where he just dominates. And I feel like maybe this is that, and he gets over seven and a half sacks. Um, all right, up next, Marissa, you're you're gonna sit this one out because the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns are on the schedule. So we're, we're gonna pick the <laughs> games week by week. Uh, Zach, do you want to just go through all yours, and then I'll go through all of mine, or do you want to go mm-hmm. game by game? Let's go week by week. All right. Okay. Uh, We and we can do this fast. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have a loss. You hinted that you might be tempted to say. Yeah, I, I am still
2: tempted, but I, I can't, I just can't do it if Dwayne Brown's not playing. So I'm, I'm lost.
1: All right, loss, loss. Browns. Sorry, Marissa. I say win. Me too. Wow. Wow. Anti Marissa pod. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked
0: you guys are in, in so much agreement. I
1: know it's, it's weird. Anti quarter, uh, lack of a quarterback. Yeah, I think it's the, yeah, it's the quarterback thing. Yeah. All right. Bengals loss. Yeah. Loss. They're, they're good. I feel like we're going to have the exact same. (laughs) Uh, This is the first. This is a tricky one. Steelers at Steelers. I say win. Mm. I said, I said loss mainly because it's the road and they have like TJ Watt. So I'm not going to lie. I went through the whole schedule and I didn't like the win total that I came up with. (laughs) That's the that's the that's the behind the scenes of
2: game by game predictions. You, you and get, I yeah. you, it's and based I more around back. how many wins you're going to you think they're going to have. And
1: then you build it around that. It's not right. I went back. I changed the Steelers. week by week. Yeah, <laughs> I changed from loss to a win. And I was like, yeah, oh, they got <laughs> I mean,
2: they can, it's a winnable win. game. It's a winnable game. Yeah, exactly. exactly. At quarterback. Like,
1: yeah. And then uh, rough stretch here after that Steelers oh, yeah. game, which is probably winnable. Uh, Dolphins at home, but I have a loss anyway. I have them beating the Dolphins. All right, so we're back to the same wow. record at least uh, at Packers loss loss at Broncos loss. loss. All right, Patriots at home. I actually have them winning this game. Me too. <laughs> and I, <that laughs> and I can actually put the Jets beating the Patriots straight through. Yeah, the, the first time through I was like, you know, Patriots what? might be a disaster Patriots this year. Home. I don't know. It's yeah, possible. but
0: Belichick like knows the Jets inside out. Oh, I know, and he, he like
1: he like takes those games like personally. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, they're <laughs> extra special. But I think in New York, I think they get him. Yeah, uh, Bills <laughs> at home loss. Win the bye, got a loss. And the, yeah, oh, you have lost there too. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, to be
0: determined. Yeah, <laughs> true. Sure you never everyone, know what teams in the bye week. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a loss at New England. Yeah, I lost at New England as well. Okay, uh, Bears, I have a win. So do I. The Bears are maybe the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, Vikings. I have a win. I have a loss
2: of the Vikings. I'm actually pretty high in the Vikings.
0: Oh, you are. You are on the Vikings train. Interesting.
2: I am. I think they're
1: going to win the NFC North.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
1: I do. That's wow. not good for our uh, week one picks for me coming up. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, that's why I think I'm the opposite of that. So. <laughs> at Bill's loss. Yeah. Lions at home. I have a win. I have a win as well. I have a big finish here. They're going to need it, but I have a big finish. Jaguars at home. I have a win. So do I. And then Seahawks at Seattle. I have a win. So do I? Three in a row. I feel like by us. week seventeen, things could be ugly in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. and they're they're pr- pretty much tanking, honestly. So. Right. Exactly. So, uh, and then I have, so, I have a loss. I
2: have a loss for the final game. Oh, what did I miss? The final game. The the Dolphins at Miami. Oh, right.
0: So what does that bring both uh, of your I
1: records? Have a loss I have them. As well. So I have them at seven and ten.
2: Okay.
0: And
1: I have them at eight and nine. So I think if they're eight and nine, the only problem with the way the schedule breaks down is,
2: <laughs> well, I guess if like, they're
1: eight and nine, it means that with us both having them losing to the Dolphins, they would be eight and eight heading into Week 17. They could be mathematically alive at that point. You would think, right? Like depending on how the AFC like the last shakes wild card out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chance that they're in the hunt. And that game actually means something. They what, what might need like I'm, four
0: which, scenarios to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I mean, i curious to see like, how
2: the, how the fan base reacts. Cause that, that first half of the schedule is brutal, especially like the like six games before the bye. So if, are they going to be okay with, are they going to be patient if they are two and seven or three and six or something like that? Cause it's probably going to be like that <laughs> unless things go very well. Um, right. But the second half of the schedule, like it's going to be one of the things where they're going to end the season. Well, and then you have to decide if it was real or not kind of thing. Like when they went, like six and 10 or whatever that one year
1: yeah definitely it's i guess the one thing you'll be able to tell right is like was robert sala able to keep the locker room together yes which which is a big key. thing you know for key. a coach so yeah but the way i have it shaking down i have them at five and eight and then they win three in a row to get to eight name eight, you know but at five and eight who knows maybe they're already eliminated at that point i, I think if they go eight and nine there's optimism heading in oh, yeah. next year I think seven and 10 people are like, okay, we took a step forward, depending yeah. on if there's some every, like everybody's safe. Every, I think everybody's safe at seven and 10. Yeah.
2: Um, but you're like next year you're on the bubble kind of thing.
1: Yeah. The hot, the seat is warm. Yeah. Six and 11 is dicey. Yeah, it's definitely dicey. I will. Right, we'll, we will see how it all plays out. Uh, let we have a, a few minutes left. So let us know what you think the records are in the chat. Uh, if you are there and that brings us to our picks. We do this every year. Mm. Um, Zach is involved now. Just so you know, Zach, we've done this for three seasons and th- three winners. Uh, Marissa won the first year. It was the first? year? No, season. I won
0: the.
1: Oh. Connor won the first year.
0: Yeah.
1: I won okay. the second year. And I won the third. You won last year. Yeah. Yep. The okay. second year, though, I'm so I am the reigning Super champ. Bowl. Okay, yes. so you're, you're defending this, your title this year. Yeah, yes, pretty much. And the second year went down to the Super Bowl, and I wow. won Brady, and and won it on Brady when the Super Bowl. Wow. All right. So this is the way it works. Um, We each pick three games, any three games against the spread, and we just track our records. Um, And this year, the the tweak that we've added in is that we're going to have a running total of listener records. So each week, we're going to pick a different loyal listener. We haven't figured out how we're going to pick them yet, but somehow we're going to pick the listener on the Monday slash Tuesday show, depending on when we record, for the Thursday show. And then the goal is to have the listener join us for the pick segment. Give us your picks. And then there will be collectively we'll have a running total of how the listeners are doing against us. If the listeners win, which they probably will, we'll <laughs> have to come up with something to uh, to give them. But uh, yeah. that's how it's going to work. So let us know if you have thoughts on how to pick the listener every week because... We could use your creativity. Yeah, comment on YouTube. Attention.
0: We'll check out all those comments. You can yeah. tweet at us. Um, we would love to hear why you want to make picks and why, uh, if you're a loyal, can't wait listeners. So, um, yeah, looking forward to hearing what the listeners have to say. There's a
1: great idea by Tim. Yeah, <laughs> like last night at like. Night. <laughs> uh, without further ado, here we go. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I have. Bills minus two and a half tonight. I think I just got that in before kickoff. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Browns plus one and a half. There you go, Marissa, at the Panthers <laughs> and Packers minus one and a half at the Vikings. Who's next?
0: So I also have Packers minus one and a half. I'm not totally convinced, Zach, um, but. <laughs> Hey, goal! You know, maybe maybe oh, they'll man. maybe they'll be it, but like they gotta <laughs> prove it first. Um, my next pick is Saints minus five and a half versus the Falcons, um, and then Titans minus five and a half versus the New York Football Giants. Mm, I
1: thought. Yeah, here I, thought. I didn't mention is that we do have a loyal listener participating this week. It was yeah. just. We'll get to that. Just, in a just second. some ran, random guy. We, we just found, found, found on the street random. Right? Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. I, right, went outside, I went
2: outside and asked if anybody wanted to make some picks, and then this
1: guy. Was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make
2: some. All right, uh, my picks. So I, 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 I. This was like it was between this and another one, but because you guys picked the Packers minus one and a half, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Vikings plus one and a half. So mm, if I'm okay. right, then that's a pretty big win for me. I, like um, I also had Saints minus five and a half. Okay, uh, I think the Saints are really good and the Falcons stink. And I have yeah. the jaguars plus two and a half who are they playing the washington uh commanders they're calling them Commanders, they have a
1: name again yeah yeah Yeah. so i have the jaguars because i think with doug
2: peterson trevor lawrence all that good stuff
1: all right the first the first listener participant in our picks is none other than former co-host connor hughes (laughs) who got his picks into us uh we appreciate this connor um see if you can get things started off on the right foot for the listeners Connor's going with the Jaguars plus two and a half Titans minus five and a half and the Broncos minus six and a half. I thought about that Broncos one. Cause that's Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, right? Yeah. It's another one of those. Yeah. Another easy yeah. week one NFL uh, matchups. Uh, but Connor will go with that one. So thanks for getting those in Connor. Um, so let's see some of the predictions.
0: What? how Connor yeah. really starts it off for you guys. You yeah.
1: Could, you know. And if, oh, he, if he does poorly, you can let him know about yes, it. Yes. The best thing is, the best thing is Zach, you reached out to him for the pics, right? And you said he had them for you in like five seconds. Yeah. Like he was yeah, waiting waiting I texted you guys, I'm that. like, I'm
2: going to send it to him now because there's a chance he might not send it to me for hours. And then he yeah. sent it like right away. It was amazing. <laughs> Without comment. He either. was literally, he, was, he just sent the pics. Didn't with, like with, add any like commentary. Nothing. Yeah. A short yeah, text from Connor Hughes,
1: which is rare. All you can hope for. Um, all right, some some predictions from the uh, the chat. Alex six and eleven. Craig dog seven and ten. Jet Sports seven and ten. Michael nine and eight. Some optimism in there, but uh, I think everybody's kind of in the same. I feel like expectation level for this team is right around that seven eight win mark, which is, I guess, good for where we've been in recent years. Uh, anything else to add from Marissa or Zach? Or are we done?
0: No, we're done. This game is kicked off. Let's go. Yeah,
1: let's go watch some football. Thanks for joining (laughs) us. Hopefully you enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the Jets game this weekend. We'll be back with you early next week to recap the Ravens game. Talk to everybody.